Welcome to the Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Sura, VP of Compliance with Navigate HCR. Each month, we will be navigating the seas of compliance trends and topics. So grab a life vest, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the June episode of the Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Sura. Today, we're going to talk about special health care reform notices. Now, in case you're not familiar with what those are, essentially, when the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act was implemented several years ago, there have been many changes that affect employer-sponsored health plans. Special health care reform notices are required benefit notices for employers under federal law. So let's talk about what some of those look like. We're going to talk about a few of these, but here is the list. The Women's Health and Cancer Rights Act, Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act, Employer Children's Health Insurance Program, Michelle's Law, Newborns and Mothers Health Protection Act, Genetic Information Discrimination Act, ADA Notice Regarding Wellness Programs, and the more recent Individual Coverage HRA Model Notices. Now, we're not going to spend the entire podcast diving into all of these things, so we're just going to cover a few. When we talk about the Children's Health Insurance Program, um, we're going to talk about CHIP and the CHIPRA notice. So essentially what this notice does is it breaks down every single state and what their rules are with regard to special health care programs for kids. Now essentially all the way back in 2009 is when we as employers were to start distributing this notice annually. A lot of times it's based on the state's that offer some sort of premium assistance or subsidy to help offset the cost for parents. So it's kind of similar to Medicaid, but it's about children. Now, there was a recent update to this notice. Um, There is a new expiration date on it. Um, That expiration date goes out to, I believe, January of 2023. So essentially, the employer is responsible to provide this notice annually before the start of each plan year. So certainly make sure that you grab a copy of that notice. The next notice that we're going to talk about is the mental health parity. Essentially, this was enacted back in 2008. It's a federal law, and it generally prevents group health plans and health insurance carriers that provide mental health or substance disorder uh, type of benefits from imposing any less favorable type of limitations. So it's important that employers need to provide this notice to all employees eligible for group health. It doesn't matter if they enroll or if they waive, but if they're eligible. We need to provide this to them annually. Now, the next notice that we're going to talk about, because there are just so many out here, let's talk about the Newborns and Mothers Health Protection Act of 96. 
So at this point, we need to make sure that we are distributing this notice annually to all benefit eligible employees. The notice essentially is affecting the length of time that a mother and newborn child are covered for a hospital stay in connection with childbirth. In general, group health plans and health insurance issuers that are subject to this may not restrict benefits for hospital stay in connection with childbirth to less than 48 hours following a vaginal delivery or 96 hours following a cesarean. So make sure you're grabbing the current version of this notice and distribute, distributing it annually. And then finally, let's talk a little bit about the Women's Healthcare and Cancer Rights Act, also known as WHCRA. And I'm sure you realize that every single one of these notices has some sort of acronym assigned to it. This was actually enacted back in 98, and it includes protections for individuals who elect breast reconstruction in connection with a mastectomy. The WHCRA provides that group health plans and health insurance insurers that provide this coverage for medical and surgical benefits with respect to mastectomies must also cover certain post-mastectomy benefits, including reconstructive surgery and the treatment of complications. It's really important to make sure you're providing the full notice to all employees upon enrollment in a plan that provides coverage for medical and surgical benefits related to a mastectomy. Now let's talk about the more recent notice. This one was put into place in 2020, and this is regarding individual coverage health reimbursement arrangements. Essentially, an individual coverage HRA is used oftentimes for small businesses that are not required by size to provide uh, group benefits to their benefit eligible employees, but they wanna do something for them. So as opposed to purchasing group health coverage, which I'm sure as many of you know, can get very costly, um, it seems especially for small businesses, but truly across the board, it, it has gotten very, very costly. So if an employer decides to put together a program like this, there is a new model notice that has to be provided. Now, the Department of Treasury Labor Health and Human Services have issued some final regulations allowing plan sponsors to offer these individual HRAs. Now they're subject to certain requirements, of course. Among these requirements, an individual coverage HRA must provide a written notice to all employees, including former employees who are eligible for the individual coverage HRA. So make sure if you have considered doing an individual coverage HRA for your employees as opposed to a group health uh, plan that you grab this notice and you make sure that you are distributing it properly. Now, as an employer, you're responsible to provide this notice to eligible employees that are not offered traditional group health no later than 90 days before the beginning of the ICHRA plan year. Now, this is just a small snippet of special health care type notices. Now, some were due to the Affordable Care Act, some were prior to the Affordable Care Act. 
Um, there really are tons and tons of notices out there that sometimes it's difficult for an employer to know what do I need to do based on my industry, um, my size of employees. And certainly keep in mind, if you're a controlled group or have common ownership in other businesses, you may need to take into consideration the total size for all the businesses you own. And truly, there are different requirements, whether you have 1 to 19 employees, you have uh, 20 to 49, you have 50 to 99, or 100 plus. Essentially, the larger you are in size, the more notices that you have to distribute. Now, some notices are annually, some notices are based on when your plan year begins, Um, other notices have their own types of due dates. It gets very confusing. If you need support, you have a question, or you're not sure when or how to distribute a particular notice, not just the ones we covered today, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Happy to support and help you navigate all of these crazy notices out there. Thanks for attending June's podcast all about special healthcare notices. If you would like a copy of our newsletter for this month, it dives in a bit deeper on some of these particular types of special healthcare notices. Thanks for stopping by. We look forward to providing something exciting for next month. Happy navigating.